the journey of making decisions with that end result in mind. I really started working and I am so grateful that I had someone to help me through this process because I didn't have the skills, the relationship skills, because there are so many that you have to learn. Okay. So many that we have to learn in order to make relationship work. Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So how are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I am excited to have you with me today and for the subject matter that I have prepared for you today. So I'm going to share with you and be real with you. I have had numerous clients that I have worked with that, and myself included, where we're really struggling with the decision that needs to be made. And we start second guessing ourselves because sometimes we are so worried that if, you know, what if I make the wrong decision, right? Or there's so many different options or choices that you can possibly make. And you just want to be certain that you are making the right decision. And to add to the layer of complexity around decisions, We have this, what I like to call good, better, best decisions. Like every day, day in and day out, we are constantly making decisions. Some of them are unconscious and others are consciously being made by us. And there are times where we have to really qualify whether or not what it is we're deciding to do is good. Is there a better decision or even a best decision at hand? There is just so many layers when it comes to making decisions. And I want to share just really quick an example of this good, better, best decision. There was a meal that had been prepared. Our family had eaten. And I have a child who was struggling with something going on in their world. And I am one that really loves to live in a house of order. And dishes needed to be done. And this child had asked if they could speak with me one-on-one, solo, without any other ears around. And I'm sitting here. My thought is, I really need to finish these dishes. It's getting late. And I have other things that I need to do after this. And I was going like, it was a good decision to do dishes, right? It wasn't like a right or wrong thing here. It was a good decision. And the need of my child was a better or best decision from my perspective. And so I had to consciously make that decision of dishes, getting them complete is good, but there is a need that my child has right now. And so I can pause doing dishes, even if they didn't get done and go tend to my child and see what it is that they were needing. So even in these small little moments of, do I take time to go do this one-on-one with a child versus all the things that are on my to-do list that I'm trying to get done? 
There is a decision in that, not a right or wrong, just a good, better, best. And here it is, you guys, decision isn't necessarily about the right or the wrong decision, but rather choosing the path to have the life learning experiences you want based on those decision that you make, own the decision. Okay. Here's one of these important things that I really want to get clear um, and understood. We need to stop putting pressure on yourself about making the right decision. Because this pressure around making the right decision or trying to avoid the wrong decision can keep you stuck and moving forward in your life. In fact, it ends up moving you backwards because while everyone else is progressing forward, we're staying stuck and moving backwards. So no need to put all of this pressure around making a right or wrong decision, a good or bad decision. Decisions that we make bring to pass learning experiences. All there ever is with decisions is a learning experience based on what you decide. That means you get to learn, you get to grow, you get to become, and when necessary, pivot or adjust as you need. As you gain more experience and more insights from what you are experiencing, you may need to make some adjustments along the way. Nothing is wrong with making those adjustments. So I really want you to think about this. Is anything really permanent when you make a decision? Okay, is it ever really permanent? I know couples that have actually gone through the process of divorce, have been divorced for years, and end up remarrying years after being apart. I have had um, experiences where children have left their family and later They've reestablished relationships with their parents or with their siblings that they have sworn off ever having a relationship with. Does this happen all the time? No. Are there times when those decisions are drawn and permanent in the sand and no one's willing to make shifts or adjustments? Yes, that is. I've seen those examples as well. My point is the only thing that is truly permanent, and I'm using air quotes with permanent, okay, is death. As long as you have breath in your lungs and a beating heart, you can always pivot and adjust your decisions based on what you're learning and growing through the additional experiences you have on the path that you're on. Here is the key thing. This is the most important thing when it comes to making decisions, and that is the emotion in which you make them. You hear me talk about the emotional guidance scale. If you don't have that free download from my webpage, make sure to go out and download that at lindsaykporter.com. It's the EGS, emotional guidance scale. But you hear me talk often about being on the upward spiral or the downward spiral because I don't like looking at emotions as positive and negative or good or bad. There are upward spiral emotions and downward spiral emotions. Emotions that may feel better and emotions that probably give you some discomfort, but they're just emotions. And when it comes to making decisions, the most important thing is the emotion in which you are making the decision. If you are on the downward spiral, then I promise you, I promise you that any decision you make 
from that downward spiral emotion will not be for your highest good and for those that are involved. If you are making decisions from fear, from anger, from frustration, from desperation, from hopelessness, I promise you it will not be for your highest good. When you make decisions from love, it will always be for your highest good and for the good of those around you. I promise you guys, the emotion in which you make your decision matters. So take the time and do the work to get yourself in a place of peace and love so you can truly make heart-centered decisions. So I want to share with you my decision framework. There are really four steps to this decision framework. So as you are going about, if you're making big and important decisions or little tiny ones, this is a framework that you can use depending on the seriousness of your decision. And when I say seriousness, I mean the life alteration or adjustment that it could cause. There's a portion of this that you definitely want to go through. Sometimes some of the smaller decisions, such as doing dinner dishes or having a conversation with a child doesn't necessarily need to have all of these four steps gone through. So I'm providing you all four steps. So you have it to make these decisions in your life. So the first thing that you need is a clear vision of the life and the relationships you want to create. Where do you want to go in your life and in your relationships? If you don't have a vision, a clear understanding of where you want to go, then does it really matter what decisions you make? So you must start, must, must, must start from a clear vision of the life and the relationships you want to create. The second thing is to study it out in your mind and in your heart. I'm going to tell you guys, the heart is the most important piece. You heard me say a heart-centered decision. That is the decisions in which you want to be making because it will be for your highest good. So if you spend too much time in your mind, this is where confusion will settle in. This is when you start going into all of the what ifs of life. What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this is said? What if this? Like all of the stuff that the mind will create. And this is why you have to be onto yourself when you've been too long in your mind. Okay. And I'm going to tell you what it is that you want to study out in your mind in just one moment. Okay. Here's the next portion of this it's really getting that heart centered decision, that place of love. When you make heart centered decisions, it aligns with who you are at the core, that true best self being within you. Okay. It aligns with your purpose of this life, it aligns with your vision of where you're wanting to go. That is a heart-centered decision, okay? It is an alignment with who you are. How do you know if you're in a heart-centered decision? It is based on the emotional response. Upward spiral is going to get you closer to that heart-centered decision. Anything on the downward spiral will not, okay? Here's the other thing. When you're doing this, studying it out in your mind and in your heart, you really want to make sure you are asking better quality questions. 
Okay. What do I mean by this? Ask yourself what challenges may arise based on which decision you make. What are the challenges that may come from the the decision you're making? And then which challenge path, which path seems more appealing or more doable for you? Again, you're studying this out and asking this question. I love this question. How can I make this work for me? Okay. Your mind, your brain is going to come up with a million different excuses for both options or for all the options you're considering. So you really have to ask yourself once you've kind of settled in on the one that seems more doable or more um, in emotional alignment with who you are is how can I make this work? Okay. Here's the next thing in making a heart-centered decision. For me, that is truly being prayerful, really considering the path you want to choose. So being prayerful about it to make sure that you're seeking that counsel and wisdom from beyond yourself. Okay. For me, that is a loving heavenly father that I can counsel with. It is sometimes seeking someone in which has the results that you want to have in your life someone living in those results. Okay. And I want to caution you here because I often see people that are seeking advice and opinions of others, which I promise you is only going to cause more confusion. And I'm going to just caution here again. You want to seek counsel from those that have the results you want. If you are wanting to make investments with your money, and you are seeking opinions and advice from those that are not rolling in money, (laughs) you know, that are poor or don't have the results or the money results that you desire, then it's probably not the best people to take in their opinion on it. And here's the other thing. Many people, especially those that your friends and your family that love you so much are well-intended but I promise you people give their perspective based on their life experiences, their belief systems, and their preferences. So what may be off-putting to them that they would not put up with, right, might be something that is more doable for someone else. And so at the end of the day, I promise you, when you are heart-centered, you have the answers within you. It's the spiritual being with inside you. It is what I like to call the knower who is grounded in truth, in love, in peace, in joy. That is always available to you. And this is why I I tell people, no one should be giving you advice or opinions on what you should do with your life because you have the answers within you. Sometimes you just need some help in pulling them out to really discover what's truth for you. Prayerfully, you guys consider the path that you are considering choosing and seek that wisdom from whatever source it is that you believe. Okay. That is, it truly is. It's a um, heavenly father for me, as well as people, individuals that are living in the results that I want to experience in my own life. Now, the third thing, the third thing is you must do the work until your decision is heart centered meaning it's coming from love. 
And that result is always going to be, again, for your highest good and for everyone that's involved. I get asked often, you know, should I leave my spouse? Should I end this marriage? And I don't give advice on this. That's never a decision. I'm not living in anyone else's shoes. I cannot give them a decision on that. I can help them pull that out so that they can make the decision for them. But I'm always asking, are you leaving because you're frustrated, you're angered, you feel hopeless? Or are you leaving because you've done the work that's available for you to do on you and can actually release your spouse with love. It is a very different experience when you can do the work and be able to make the decision that we're not a forever aligned relationship and release in love because then your ability to co-parent and interact as co-parents is going to be in a much better place. And so do the work. That's really the third step here. Do the work so you can actually make a decision that is heart-centered, okay? The fourth thing, here it is, you guys. Make the decision with the end result in mind. The decision with that end result in mind, that end result being the vision that you're wanting to create for your life and for your relationship. So if you have that clear vision, you're gonna be able to see whether or not Things are in alignment with what it is that you're trying to create. And here's the thing. When you make the decision, you take action in faith. You've made a decision. Now it's time to take action from that decision in faith, being open to the life experiences that you'll have. They're always um, in growth in opportunity to grow, to become the next level version of yourself, which can be a beautiful thing. And here's the thing, as you start having these life experiences and you are gathering information from these experiences, you can always make adjustments. You can always pivot when you need to. This is why I say no decision is permanent. It is doing what you can to make it heart-centered, do the work around it, study it out in your mind, really understand what the challenges are with whatever decision it is that you're facing, and then make the decision. And and this is one question I love to ask because it helps me keep it clear in my mind. Is the decision I'm making bringing me closer to my end result or not? And that is, where will this lead? Where will this decision that I'm making lead? Is it going to take me closer to my vision or further away? If it's taking me closer, I know I'm on the right path. If it's taking me further away, I know I need to reconsider some things. And this is why these four steps are so critically important when you are making decisions and own them, own them. I'm going to share with you guys my own story here, my own relationship journey, because there was a point in my marriage. I'm sure you've heard me share uh, many times before, but there was really this point in my marriage where, you know, there was a life changing need that was necessary, a decision that had to be made because I was miserable and so was my spouse. And I know my children weren't in a very good place either, knowing the contention and 
pain that their parents continue to experience in our marriage. I could tell you repeatedly that I would hear in my mind from my husband that, you know, he would say, I can't do anything to make you happy. Damned if I do, damned if I don't. There is no pleasing you. These words would haunt me often throughout my life. So our marriage was not on solid footing at all. And then to add to the layer of of complication, you know, there wasn't going to be any mother of the year award waiting for me with all of my directing and correcting and ordering my children. I just was not in a good place. Nothing was working for me, no matter how hard I tried to be the perfect wife, the perfect mother, you know, the perfect provider at the time for my family. It just was not working. None of it was. And then there came this night where my husband and I had another one of our repeat major arguments. And I was done. I was done with my unhappy life. I was done with my disconnected marriage. And I was done with the person I was. This person that had over the years just made me miserable and exhausted. And so I remember that I was in this parking lot with my spouse and contemplating this, you know, either my marriage was going to end and we were going to shuffle our four children between two homes or a miracle was going to need to happen. And that it was in that moment when I realized how perfect my unhappy and unfulfilled life had become. And so I got clear on my vision, the relationship I wanted. I'm going to tell you, you guys, it took many iterations of this vision for me to really understand what I wanted because I had so many limits on my relationship. I had limits on who I was. I had limits on who I thought my husband was and what he should be, right? There were so many limits. And so I felt like it was going to be impossible to course correct our marriage. And I studied these two options out in my mind. I studied them out in my mind and in my heart. And I'm going to share I'm my children, having my children under one roof was a big driving force in making the changes necessary to save my marriage. I realized that I was wanting to end my marriage because I was feeling hopeless that it could be any better, that happiness just wasn't possible for us, that all of the pain and the anger that I was experiencing in my relationship was just going to have to be good enough. And it was not, you guys. I had to do some work, some work on me. And I had to ask myself, how could I make this relationship work? And I'm going to tell you, I found a mentor who had the results that I so desired, who was in the pain of a relationship on the brinks of ending their relationship as well. And I was able to find this person that had the results and the relationship that I was so desirous of having. And I'm going to tell you the other thing I did not do. I did not sit and and seek opinions of other people, opinions of people that didn't have the relationship that, that I was wanting to create. I found the person with the result and I, I knew 
that having my kids under a single roof was a big driving force. And I'm going to be honest, you guys, I loved my husband. I love my husband. And I knew through it all, he is a good man. And to this day, this man is a wonderful person. Wonderful person. And I prayerfully pondered and considered what was going to be best for me, for my children, and even my spouse, because I wanted all of us to experience happiness. And that is where I began to make the journey of making decisions with that end result in mind. I really started working and I am so grateful that I had someone to help me through this process because I didn't have the skills, the relationship skills, because there are so many that you have to learn. Okay. So many that we have to learn in order to make relationship work and really embracing the fact that relationship isn't 50, 50. It's not, I'm half the person and he's half the person and together we make a whole relationship. No, that is where I was so stuck. It was all about compromise. You've heard me say this, but I'm saying it again, compromise does not work. It builds resentment in relationship. What works is collaborating together and working on aligning. And sometimes we got to look, I'm telling you, every conversation that my husband and I have, whether it's parenting, finances, education, business, work, trips, it is all about finding the win-win. I live by the win-win. I even live by the win-win with my children, in my parenting. I seek the win-win because anything less than that is destroying relationship floors the foundation of your relationship. And I'm going to tell you, there was this, I love this wise, wise man. And he said something that has stuck with me. And you've heard me say this before on this podcast, but I'm saying it again because it bears repeating. Okay. And that is never let a problem to be solved be more important than a person to be loved. And I and my spouse, we were making our problems to be solved being more important than loving one another. We were so stuck up in our head in the thoughts and the stories and the pain and dragging past into the present. Like we were creating so much of our own suffering. And this man, Thomas S. Monson, who said, never let a problem to be solved be more important than a person to be loved, struck home for me. That was a truth that I continue to live by as I navigate the day-to-day of my relationships. Am I allowing a problem to cloud my judgment in loving a person? That was a game changer for me, you guys. Game changer. So I want you just to quickly reiterate here. What is a heart-centered decision using this decision framework? It is getting clear on your vision, where you want to go. It is studying it out in your mind and in your heart. It is getting it clear, like all of the challenges with the different things that you're considering and getting clear on those challenges so you can understand which path you want to go. And then doing the work so that you can make a heart-centered decision. And then making decision with the end result in mind, that vision in mind. And always being curious about where will this lead? 
closer to the vision or further away. That is the framework, you guys. And I'm going to reiterate this again. It is the emotion in which you make decisions that will serve or break you down in your um, in your moment-to-moment relationship navigation. I promise you, if you are making decision from anywhere on that downward spiral, it will not be for your highest good or those that are involved. Do the work, you guys. Do the work so you can truly become the solution to your relationship problems. It is what I did. It is what I continue to do in all of my relationships. And it is what I do to help those that work with me. And so I know I mentioned this in last week's episode, but I'm going to just mention it again because today is the last day to join me in Enlightened Relationship Academy. It is my group membership program where you get to work with me. Every month, we're focused on an area of relationship. This next month is all around intentional compassion and dropping the judgment. That is the focus of the month. If these are two areas that you want to work in, join today. This is where... You get to work with me. There are coaching calls. And I promise you guys, the magic is always in the coaching because everyone has relatable experiences. Though names and situations are a little different, they are so relatable. And this is why coaching is so powerful, especially group coaching. Okay. So if this is speaking to you and you are ready to be the solution to the problems that you're experiencing in your life and in your relationships, then sign up. And join me in Enlightened Relationship Academy. I really hope to see you there. And if you have any questions, reach out to me on social media. You can always send me an email, which I don't even know if it's in the show notes, but I'll make sure it gets in the show notes. Um, My email is clientsupport at lindsaykporter.com. So if you have any questions, you want to chat, you can schedule a call with me where we can really get clear on where it is that you're wanting to go and whether or not this program is the right fit for you because the people that this program works for are those who are really wanting to take ownership of their happiness, of their life, of cultivating more love and compassion in their relationships. So if that is you and you are ready to raise your hand, I invite you again to join me in the Academy. Okay. I am looking forward to coming back and visiting with you guys next week. Until then, I hope you all have a fabulous week. Who is your relationship coach? If you don't have one, I would be honored to be your coach. I created a virtual program called Enlightened Relationships Academy that I would like to invite you to join me in, where we address challenges, work on your goals, and together create the life and the relationships you desire. When you are ready to take what you are learning on this podcast to the next level, then come check out Enlightened Relationships Academy at lindsaykporter.com forward slash E-R-A.